transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. goodness it it's uh you know we're back it's it's a, we're alive once again is you know we had that one podcast which jared valiantly let's say uploaded from dancing goats espresso after his shift just to just to fill the content drought a bit Dude. because we've been we we took a little break i feel like it was warranted i feel like it was all right Sometimes it's sometimes you know whether it's like forced or like chosen. Sometimes it is needed, you know, like whether you need for, read it or not. This one was a bit forced, but circumstances aligned with other shit. You know, mm-hmm. we're uh, figuring it out. We're back, yeah. hopefully now though. The internet is restored. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Internet has arrived finally at the fucking new casa, man. Jeez, <laughs> like, like that. Enough. That was such a pain in the butt. And you know, like the dude that came over today from Century Stink, yeah, like he had oh, God. he had the most epic fucking mullet I've ever seen. <laughs> like that, like it was like they're he back, had, man. Yeah, dude. Mullets he had everywhere. like shoulder length gray hair just cut. Like oh, it looked no. like it was a freshly cut into a mullet. And like oh. and it looked like he like, you know how uh like uh there used to be that style with like jerry curls and like it like they would look super greasy like yeah. it looked like he had just greased up his fucking mullet you know what i mean like wow. it was epic dude dude's name was jay and he was here for like 15 minutes installing the fucking thing and then he was done and i was like this is all installing? it took i was like this is all it fucking took <laughs> i was like <laughs> I, I, i'm a fucking drowning over here <laughs> i can't tell you how happy it's made me that i got one like I'm on Comcast because, you know, we're all fucking price gouged for uh, the local internet. Yeah, you're sucking at the teat of one of the one of two companies, basically. Yeah. Both of which can up their prices. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. But they at least gave me, I had to have some like weird dude come over and install it once a few places ago. And I've just been able to take the same modem. It's not out of date. My internet's not slow. <laughs> it you just know, keeps I don't need, I don't need to do with a greasy mullet to come by and fucking put it in my internet. Yeah. I mean, you listen. know, the little twisty plug. That's all I need, man. Give me the twisty plug. Just give me the fucking plug in that. That was, you know, and that was the thing like, that I'm just grateful. It's, it's done. Uh, I already hit up like literally everybody. I, I texted the council today. I texted Fitzy for the Whack Arnold's brothers. I text, you know, I hit you up, you know, which is, and I was just like, everybody, I was like, internet's back. Let's fucking get back on recording. <laughs> so, you know, oh man, I, I'm excited to get back in the groove again. It's been a minute and I feel like oh, yeah. uh, it's, it's something I always look forward to. And, you know, Madden Edition 105, this is to UGA. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this exactly. Shout outs to to the mullet man Jay. This is for <laughs> this one's for you, this buddy. Is for Jay, single handedly bringing old heart radio back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we would have nothing a, without shot Jay. Pads on our dying corpse. Whenever we eventually <laughs> twenty year twenty years down the road, when old heart radio is still eking out bullshit podcasts, when we finally win our first award, we'll shout out Jay once again. <laughs> <laughs> keep his name in your it's mind. a very bleak yeah. future if they thinking that we'd be <laughs> we're recording for this years. this long with that long without actually getting anything out of it that would that, that would be the night uh, <laughs> thing if an award comes hopefully it was financially stu- stable yeah, yeah. long before then yeah <laughs> but, but oh man what we got what we got this week we got we got a pl- we've got a pretty good lineup of stuff actually Absolutely. you know Obviously, there's got there's a couple there's a couple of things we have to talk about that in classic fashion I have missed. <laughs> <laughs> Which there will be news. Listen till the end to uh, see how Man A edition is changing for you, dear listener. Exactly. Um, Stranger Things season four, volume two released. Yeah. And you haven't seen it, but I can no. personally confirm that it is going to be hard for anything this year to top Stranger Things Ooh. in terms of overall quality and. The fucking feels I felt in that last episode were insane. Dude, there was, I can't say much, but I was so taken aback at one point at the absolute size of the Duffer Brothers testicles (laughs) that I got lightheaded. I need to get up and have a glass of water because yeah. I was like, I was like on the brink of having like a panic attack. Yeah, like, I like thought it was, it was, thought it was heat, but no, it's just the fucking cojones. It was like, it was so anxiety inducing that I genuinely became mentally unhealthy for a moment. Oh my god, it, dude. It, it was fucking epic. It was, it was fucking crazy. I mean, like we all sort of know what Stranger Things is at this point. Like season three was really good, but it was more Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And this season really sets it up for like a pretty epic finish. And I've re- I really enjoyed it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, the only reason I haven't finished it is because, uh, you know, Nadine's out of country and I've, pr- yeah. I've diligently promised to not watch it until she comes back. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you're, I'm sacrificing my entertainment for, for love, I guess. <laughs> Dude, you're not. Here's the thing though. If you can avoid like hard spoilers and stuff, you'll have a good time. It's so difficult right now. Like anytime I hop on something, like I literally, I see like anything related to Stranger Things or Eddie or anything. I'm just like, I just fucking <laughs> scroll away. I'm like, <laughs> which I'm, I'm excited for you to, for you to watch it. We'll talk a bit more about theories and stuff, but I do have one thing. The final that- season of Stranger Things, actually two quick things about Stranger Things. The final season is going to be shorter. Apparently the Duffers okay. confirmed this shorter. 2024 is the air date. Okay. Two years. Damn. Um, um, also notable, uh, they've officially started was now upside down productions. Yeah, I heard they're about going this. To, they're going to be producing a Stranger Things spinoff and an animated Death Note show. Yeah, dude, like that'll be really fucking interesting. Which, uh, and what, what intrigues me is that Stranger Things was originally meant to be an anthology series. It was supposed okay. to be over after that first season, but people oh, loved wow. it so much that they were just like, we'll continue the story. I think from what they said, they said the new series is going to be a thousand percent different from the from Stranger Things itself. 
and it's going to focus on a whole new cast of characters which makes me think is it sort of going to be like a monster verse type thing from like hearkening back to the good old days of like old hollywood or just like every once in a while like werewolf would pop up in a frankenstein movie yeah dude that is where these things aren't tied but it's like oh yeah this guy we we know somebody and it's like it's like um uh dr owens you know shows up yeah yeah okay but there's, there's I can not see that. really any end game there's not any coming together it's just anthology yeah you i mean it's ba- like it's kind of like you could do you know kind of what you did with like uh like the mcu did early on with like agent colson before they really knew yeah. like the whole like the whole build out that they were really doing i think they were kind of just like okay we gotta kind of loosely put everything like in the same world so how do we do that we just have like one or two players that every now and then bounce up and you know into a movie and for like a couple of lines and then it's like okay cool so this is set in the same world that this dude exists in so you know but that would be really cool i mean because like they could totally do like think about like uh, shows like American Horror Story. Like they yeah. could totally do like individual seasons with like a different cast of characters that like yeah. tell a different, you know, a crazy fucking story. Like that would be awesome, honestly. I could see just like in some other corner of the Stranger Things world there being like some like aliens or some shit, you definitely, know? Definitely. Like do like a do like a really hammy like sci-fi like like golden age of Hollywood sci-fi flying Damn. saucers and shit. Dude, so that like what it looks happy. like they're doing with Nope you know oh dude speaking of i cannot wait to check that fucking movie out man <laughs> holy shit that looks cool because that's it like 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 you were just saying it's like it almost reminds you of this like classic like alien invasion-esque story or whatever from what you've been able to see and it's been hammy yeah and and so it's like it's like it you know it, it kind of it just makes it more fun in a way yeah. um so yeah, that that that'd be really neat though, just to see what they do in terms of like a spinoff. Because, you know, I, I, by no means do I think they're beating the Stranger Things horse to death, but you can tell yeah. at times that it's like the storylines that they're creating for some of these characters are like they're they're stretching them out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like particularly Hopper at this point. I love Hopper as a character. Loved him since the first fucking episode. The first old Heart Radio podcast was named <laughs> after something he said. You know, yeah. like, uh, and but but it's like you know at times like some of the things I've seen f- from this season. It's sort of like, is his storyline fully necessary in this way? Well, like, I think what they, well, I think they did a pretty great job of balancing the different weights of said storylines like that was the greatest thing about the super long season i think i think that they like in terms of including all the characters they've done a good job of balancing but it's like you know at the tail end of season three like they could have easily just made hopper fucking dead and and (laughs) and like legitimately and it would have also had like a lasting impact on the show but it also like it feels like you know like like the popularity of the characters and the people themselves like are like you know That's being accounted it. for in the writing the process duffers, i have to give give it to the duffers they were said like a, they were asked on a podcast the other day like why like what's what's the deal why don't you kill more main characters you know yeah. like yeah. and they were like we're in a post game of thrones world now people expect you to want to kill off main characters that you've worked hard writing and creating meaningful characters and he was like this is hawkins not westeros we're I, I, not killing everyone willy-nilly 
and that's a good that that is a good point on like it you know that they're not they're not there for the shock value of like oh my god this person i love is dead now but yeah you know like yeah i I think at some points they're gonna have to find ways of concluding some you know the story obviously they have a way of concluding the story otherwise they wouldn't be going forward in the path they are but they also said the fifth season is gonna have a return of the king style ending which is i don't know i read that and i was like what the fuck does that mean like <laughs> Me too. Dude, I, I was like i mean interesting but yeah, what, for, what, where are you going with this yeah i was like like because immediately like you invoke that and it becomes this like grandiose like huge fucking ta- like ending tale you know yeah. or something and i'm just like where Here's, are they going like i, I don't know i'm be, excited either way i want to see all of the kids get imbued with Eleven's powers somehow. And that you just get fun. everybody force pushing shit around. And it becomes and it becomes <laughs> un like uncomprehendable. Like yeah. you're just there's it's just, no idea what's going on. Yeah. They, like it's just anything is fucking possible at this point. But that it's, said, I, I think like I I think Stranger Things is fucking awesome. And if you told me that Stranger Things 4 would like genuinely surprise me with how good it was. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have believed you because like I really enjoyed Stranger Things but I think I would always know where what I was getting from it in this case I was like genuinely surprised at some points yeah. I was more invested than I thought in a lot of the characters and um, I think without killing anyone major again like I mean, that's not a hard spoiler we all sort of expect that most characters make through this most is a key word here the uh I'm not spoiling anything. <laughs> most of the char- most of the characters make it through. Um, without having to resort to just like aimlessly killing and like having a red wedding, like there okay. are heavy fucking stakes imposed for the future. Okay. okay. And for this, the end of this season. So, I mean, we already saw Max almost die. So. Yeah, which is fucking intense. That that whole <laughs> which scene. Is great. Yeah. Thrilling. Well, I'm looking but, forward to watching it. You know, like I just uh, I got to wait it out till next Wednesday, at least. I guarantee you that that is either like the thing we watch the afternoon, Nadine gets the evening, Nadine gets back or the yeah, day. Right. Four hours, you know, four I mean? hours of viewing. Yeah, maybe she can't handle it. That's a long it's a long flight from Germany. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, on to another thing that you haven't watched. Fair, fair enough bring it on <laughs> Thor: love and thunder yeah man i'm excited to catch it like i really am it like because it looks like a fun fucking movie like this is one of every once in a while kate and i watch a film that we are almost immediately not at odds but we have strong disagreements about okay yeah i overall had a really good time watching it do i think it's the best marvel movie in the world absolutely not is thor ragnarok better probably is it still a pretty good movie in the grand scheme of things? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they do Gore the God Butcher really fucking well. That's one thing me and Kate cool. agree on is that Gore is one of the best MCU villains, like full stop. Like sympathetic, menacing, really well portrayed. Christian Bale fucking kills it. And they do a great job with that character overall. Are it, there, is there longevity to the character? That's 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 the I thing can't that, say that without spoiling anything. Fair man. enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but I, all I can say is that it's very honest to goodness with the character itself. And it's just fun and it's effective. Hell yeah. Like he's he is menacing. He is gore, the god butchery. He's intimidating as all hell. 
Okay. It, does it progress the MCU story forward? Yeah, absolutely. But like most of this phase four stuff, it's really self-contained, you know? Yeah. There's not, there's not much outwardly affecting the greater universe just yet. Okay. I think we're back to like phase one style stuff where it was all, like you said a moment ago, Agent mm-hmm. Coulson popping up in something here or there. Like we're yeah. yet to see the grand thing leading to said films, Young Avengers and Secret Wars, which we both, we all know are inevitable. Oh, dude, that and uh, like a Thunderbolts project, you know, like that. Thunderbolts, that... Th- Thunderbolts actually got properly greenlit. That's so. what I mean. Like, so there are things coming up and I think you're, you know, yeah. But but I don't think, I don't think like film to film, unless you're like us nerds and tuned with like the outer culture around this stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're not, and you just like go and watch every movie and watch every show, but you're not necessarily like the social media circles that keep up to news like this. Yeah, the, the new grand tapestry hasn't come into form yet. Yeah, and that's like I think it's kind of leaving people like a little like they're like you know the hardcore MCU fans are like scratching their head, being like, "Where's this all going?" Like where's I saw activity. Um, fucking Rob, Rob from like uh, Comics Explained. He like you know I thought this was kind of a weird you know post, but he like tweeted out at one point. I said you know like he, uh, in my opinion, like all of Phase Four is just filler content. It's and, not, and yeah, and I disagree with that. Like, I I do it's think not. that they're that they're not as big of story arcs across multiple movies as they ha- they they're used to with like the most recent phases. But, but I you're, will, you're I right. I don't though. think I don't think that this is a spoiler to say that there are huge implications that come from uh, Zeus being in this film. Interesting. Okay, it's not a one and done interesting it's not a one and done well it's and, almost, and i won't i won't confirm nor deny that i think this this is the direction they're going but like there very well could be like a wrath of the gods coming from this you know yeah okay like, there could be i i don't know if that's the direction they want to go because they obviously don't kill zeus hmm. they establish all these other pantheons of gods it's like i, I could very well see like an asgardians versus like uh, like Olympic pantheon type fight yeah. at some point. And it's like, like Hercules could be part of the grand equation. We all know it, man. Henry's just waiting for the call to play that role. <laughs> oh, oh God. I can't, I never mind. <laughs> I can't say it. Have, you haven't heard anything, right? No, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not. Okay, good. Never mind. About what? <laughs> you need, nothing. About, like, are we talking about Hercules or are we talking about Henry Cavill? Hercules. Do they have somebody in the, in mind for that role? You think? Oh, I I know who it is. Who is it? I'm not gonna tell you. Oh fuck off. Okay, okay, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't look, don't look it up either. He's my jaw hit the floor, man. Wait, okay, just just to confirm, because this, this is, I mean, like, this is not that big. Of, is this in like this comes from the movie or is this come it's, from like post credits? Oh fuckers. Okay. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that I mean, that's cool though. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think it is a choice that I did not see coming. Okay, interesting. But but when you think of it, works really well. Cool. Okay. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to follow but that. I will, that train I, will, of I, will, up then. I will tell you, it's not Henry Cavill. Fair enough. Um, I you know I, I was interested just random like you know obscure mcu rumor uh have you seen that like taron egerton has actually like sat down recently with yeah. marvel uh him to... and oh there was somebody else as well 
I would oh, I would really be interested in in seeing him as, as Wolverine. The more I, can, I th- the more I, I think Gus about Gus Fring, Gus Fring, Don Carlo, Juan Carlo Esposito. Yeah, dude, what I the know. fuck is he gonna? Who is he gonna play? Magneto. Oh my god, dude! If he was Magneto, that'd be so fucking badass. Like that would be he would be perfect as Magneto. Like that 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 would be cool. That would be a fucking cool really move, man. Cool. <laughs> that would be a really cool move. Um, no, yeah. I want to quickly. I want to quickly. And this sort of goes the direction that we were talking about with mm. like Phase Four not really having this like cohesive figure just yet. Yeah. I think in a few years when we see where this is all going, we'll see like oh, like it's very significant that like the the like the pauldron or whatever the fuck the bengal the bengal from captain marvel obviously has something to do with with the 10 rings oh yeah or yeah. like or like it's what what gore was pursuing which not gonna spoil what gore because my jaw hit the floor when you figured out gore's plan when what gore's going after ties into all this other shit that's huge oh, <laughs> and man. it's like like there's there's stuff coming from this it's just not woven together yet we're seeing like the outer corners they're going to only get built into something in the middle okay you know when you build a puzzle you got to figure out the outside first yeah work your way across but the um but uh i just want to say the reception this movie sort of frustrates me because Hmm. it has it has the second worst cinema score of any mcu film and I think that that's fucking ridiculous. That's yes, crazy. Eternals. I'm not going to argue in favor of it having a better cinema score. Because the more that I sat on that movie, the worse it got. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Fair. Do I, think, <laughs> do I think that people unfairly hated on Eternals? Absolutely. It's I think it, I think it was a victim of some of that like weird uh, review bombing that that keeps happening. It was, you know yeah. what I mean. Um, and I mean, like, yeah, it definitely was. But Thor: Love and Thunder, I guess the average for a Marvel film on cinema score is like an A minus. Oh shit! Okay. Which and this is just I think it's like a sort of like an aggregate of like positive to negative reviews. Um, okay. Thor: Love and Thunder is a B plus. There's like mm-hmm. one other movie that has a B plus, and then Eternals is a B. Well, it's like, certainly got to be better than Thor too. I mean, it is in like <laughs> every way conceivable. <laughs> it's like it's it's almost certainly better than the Incredible Hulk. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, for sure. I definitely think it's better than Ant Man the Wasp. I think it's more fun than Doctor Strange. One, and it's like, yeah. well, I don't think it's the best. It's definitely not the best movie Phase Four. I like Shang Chi more. I think. Mm-hmm. But that, I was thinking about watching rewatching that movie recently because it is such a fucking good movie. It's a good movie, and I don't think Thor: Love and Thunder is a bad film. I don't think it's the best MCU movie. I don't think it's the worst by any margin. So to see that people are like so weirdly upset blows my mind. Yeah, like you, you people have been spoiled. Well, that's that's exactly it, dude. It's like it, it's something we talk about with DC. I think a lot. Um, there's like you know this this fandom that refuses to accept anything less than what they've built up in their fucking mind and what they've built up in their mind gets so blown out of proportion sometimes because they're just you know there's so many rumors going around online there's so many people being like you know speculating about these movies these mcu movies particularly that it's like 
you know, like you just set up yourself for these crazy expectations. And then when you get something that's fun and entertaining and has a good story and, and it's, you know, that the act, the actors are like fucking bringing in their performances and, and, yeah. and, and then you're still like, no man, this is like, this is, this is not what I expected. It doesn't mean it's a fucking bad movie. It means, it no, means that it, it means that your expectations were different than the fucking product. And that's, yeah. I don't know. I that's, think that's, that's on yeah. you. Like, yeah, exactly. That's I, on you. I think, like, are we this is why reviewers are, yeah, we, I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, in a, sometimes in a way, like I do think about that with myself where like I, in the past, especially like I've been uh, like more, I think like bullheaded about like, you know, particularly comic book properties where it's like, you know, they better not fuck this up. They better not, you know, like, or like, you know, you know, and, yeah. and in reality well, I'm, I'm it's, in- so well, I think no, no. In, in reality, it's like leave room for the adaptations, different medium, right? Is that what oh, you're for going? sure. Well, I mean, we've talked about that so many times, but it's it, it is something you have to let go of. But it's also like, I mean, it's becoming because huge comic book movies have been around for a fucking decade now. You know, yeah. uh, like it's becoming also, an expected thing experience to have like every movie be a fucking Thor Ragnarok or every movie yeah. be a Guardians of the Galaxy. That and, said, this is closer to a Thor Ragnarok than a Thor of the Dark World. So perfect. people need to pull their heads out of their ass. Yeah, it's that's, the, that's all that is, man. Fuck off with that you shit. Know, and two, two things. I think when it comes to media like what we're making, keep listening to us, listeners. Please, oh, yeah. for the love of God. The, uh, <laughs> but we, uh, like, I think you got to sip a bit of the poison. You know, it's just the world we live in. You're going to hear people's thoughts, even if you disagree with them. You're going to hear people be critical of stuff and that's fair yeah i think um there's so much shit we hear so much about like not everything's gonna be the satisfying definitely best film so far in phase four no way home like nothing's gonna be like that satisfying of like a fucking beautiful massive film yeah an absolute morsel that like that movie is it's not thor was never gonna be that honestly it's more of a rom-com and i can totally see why people fucking hated that <laughs> without like thinking that's what it was gonna be well but the, again though like you like, you know you, that's a great point like not not every movie is gonna be as big as like a spider-man no way home yeah. but like the people for it, it comes back to your point of like people are just fucking spoiled right now where it's like yeah you know you're still not you're still like looking past the fact that like no way home and you know you know thor love and thunder and all these other movies in phase four like they were all good movies you know what i mean like even black widow yeah to like varying degrees they're all good movies but like you know it go and watch this go and watch suicide squad 2016 and tell me that anything in phase four is better is worse than that Dude, exactly. And so it's just like, you know, Dude, and, I don't know. And it's just the, weird. Toxic fucking fandom always. <laughs> I, and also, they're not going away anytime soon. Made $300 million over the weekend. Yeah, also, that, shit, that shit's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, also, I got to say, the... Um, oh, hit the mic. Yeah, my the, bad. Uh, <laughs> you know, I got to give them props at Marvel. They've been doing very distinctive styles of their films and their projects lately. Mm-hmm. Miss Marvel has a very unique vibe. Uh, Falcon, the Winter Soldier, harping back to the Winter Soldier esque uh, feel of a very espionage focus. Yeah. WandaVision was a riff on a bunch of sitcoms. 
Thor Love and Thunder is a uh, is a rom-com. Uh, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, which you finally watched, and this is definitely not a clever segue to, <laughs> is a soft horror film, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, it. Uh, you're right. I, I did. I did finally watch Doctor Strange too. Um, and it is like it definitely has like compared to other MCU properties, it has more uh, like horror shock moments than than you've ever than you've ever seen. Yeah, you know, and and which is really cool uh, to see that they tried to plug that in. You know, obviously, like you know. Like, like anybody, I could say like, oh, it wasn't fucking brutal enough. But that's also, you have to take into context. Like, it's a it fucking MCU movie. Like, they're we trying to... a bit to, of brutality. And it does. It, it does. You know... The VFX um, breakdown of them shattering Black Bolt's skull might be one of the most disgusting things I've watched in a minute. That's a pretty... It's a pretty cool, like, sequence. I was really surprised at how fast it happened. You know what I mean? Where it's I like they, I think that's how they got around like being like man we, we can't make this radar it needs to be real quick yeah exactly like, it's got to be like a drawn out and well and, and, and you know it's there's certain things like you know like uh you, you Wanda fucking up all the Ultron robots right before that interaction you know in, in lieu Pretty of being cool. like like splattered with uh blood from killing a bunch of people you know she's splattered like classic like blood splatter sort of patterns on, on somebody but it's all like you know oiled and stuff like that or whatever it's yeah. black and so we all know what it's supposed to evoke it, well exactly exactly and so it's it's really clever ways of kind of plugging in these horror elements i think overall the, mo- the movie was pretty cool i think there were you know like there were the, i don't know it just it wasn't as like i'm going to be one of those people real quick it wasn't as big of a movie as i thought it was going to be in a lot of I ways can, i can like, understand that with doctor strange though yeah because it really looked like it was going to be huge yeah and like like in terms of like, like like exploring the multiverse yeah uh, you know what i mean it's like three universes yeah pretty much you get that one cool sequence like- where they go through all those different ones and you see like brief moments like one of them is supposed to be the hydra universe you know where like hydra one or whatever and like and so so it's cool in theory but they only explore like three real universes (laughs) yeah i mean like but there's i think the thing that redeems that movie and makes it like not so thoroughly disappointing is that Mm. the time that they spend in every place is really like they do a good job making all pretty cool you know yeah like every every set piece has a purpose every set piece is engaging in its own relatively unique way, you know, with yeah. Wanda killing the Illuminati or Doctor Strange having a music fight with himself. Which yeah, that was. Funny. Are you aware of any of that stuff with uh, what the what the idea behind that was? Mm-mm. They're fighting. It's Mozart versus Bach. No. <laughs> okay. One, one Doctor Strange is fighting with Mozart. The other one's playing a bunch of Bach music back at him. That's funny. Okay. That it's it's a funny meta thing. Or like yeah. Zombie Strange fighting Wanda, which is not what I expected from that from the trailers. I thought that was like an evil Doctor Strange. Yeah, I yeah, I didn't ex- I definitely didn't expect that. That was that was kind of crazy, kind of wild. Like there there are certain things like you know, like the eradication of supposedly the eradication of the dark holds like throughout the uni- you know, multiverse or yeah. whatever. I was like that's that like I just didn't think that that would happen. You know, I thought that that gate would be like open a little clean. more in this movie, you know, like um, I didn't, I didn't really how, like that. I wasn't looking for like a Wanda redemption arc by any, like, you know, 
uh, near the end of the movie where, and they kind of yeah. like, you know, went that direction. I was really just hoping that they would just like continue to go down that path where it's like dark magic is fucking like seething Corrupting. out of her now, you know? And like, it's like, it gets hitting the, you know, it's like affecting well, I think, the world. I think they're going to go the, she's obviously not dead. Well, yeah. They're going to go the route, I think, of uh, putting her theoretically on ice for a bit. And then like in a few movies, there's going to be, she's actually going to be living out the quiet life. Like we thought she was at the beginning of Dr. Strange. I bet we'll see a flip in a movie in the future where it'll be like Scarlet, Witch has to confront Dr. Strange over some like corruption, you know, corrupted magic that he's fucking using or something like that. that Third eye man. Well, exactly. Because they leave you with that, you know, like he's going to the dark dimension to go talk to Dormammu and and, Clea. Yeah. Which was like, yeah, yeah, I mean, that that was cool. I was like, uh, anytime they bring a big star into the MCU, to me, it's always like, you know, that that constant worry of just like, just don't waste this character on on like, you know, like, don't like make it like a big deal that's Charlie's Theron playing this character and the character has like five lines in the next movie and then dies. And you know what I mean? Like, it, <laughs> yeah. that, I mean, that's what happened with, with the Illuminati, you know, where it was like, although it was a really cool sequence, it was, it was like, you know, things like seeing John Krasinski as Reed Richards was, yeah. you know, something that people have been champing for, for so fucking long. And then it's a like great transition to our next subject. I didn't even think, man. yeah, per- perfect. Uh, but like, you know, and the, but then it's just, you know, it's gone in like a, in a handful of scenes. And well, here's my thing with that. Is this John Krasinski, is John Krasinski going to be Mr. Fantastic or has Kevin Feige sort of opened it up in recent days to him being sort of Mr. Fantastic and then they're leaving it open for him to just be an alternate Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that would be like, I think that would be the, the, the smart move is like, you know, I mean, that's young. You know, he's just, he's just a member of the camp, like the, the council of reeds, you know, like yeah. one of the many, <laughs> That'd be funny. one of the many ones across the multiverse. And because, because I mean, we have to, like, quite frankly, the MCU and Marvel, like, they really have to start, and they know this is why they're doing it. They're they're casting people in their twenties or thirties to play these roles because they can get more longevity out of the characters yeah, potentially like in that decade, way. You know? Yeah, and which is smart. Um, and so you, I feel like we'll just, we'll see like a, a slightly younger Reed Richards in the future in the main MCU. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that being said, like, I mean, it was really cool seeing Krasinski in that. Like, one of the things, you know, we wanted to talk about was was the fact that, like, that came up from, like, that was like a crowdsourced casting. You know what I mean? I like, like, the internet was like, we want Krasinski. Like, he's fucking perfect for it. And what was cool was hearing Kevin Feige admit that, like, that was the reason why he sought Krasinski for that role. Yeah. You know, like because like like we've talked about it before where it's like, you know, the MCU and Marvel and like they do a really great job of paying service to their fans. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, and it pays off in, you know, billions of dollars back to them, you know, and so yeah, man. like it was a cool moment. It was a really cool moment. And and but my favorite moment out of like out of the Illuminati thing, just really quick side note was 
was definitely Patrick Stewart's Professor X, the yellow wheelchair. Dude, that was as soon as that kicked in, I was like, oh, fucking game on. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, it was so, so dope. And they even like, they even kind of did like the telepathic, like, you know, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this is fucking rad. And, you know, so that was, that was super cool. And that that's another one, you know, like people have, have, had a hard time letting go of Patrick Stewart as Professor X. So it was a really cool nod to, to the fans to be like, yeah, dude, like, let's find a way to include this version. You know, and we got to rip the bandaid off of this guy being gone. So, you know, naturally, let's just snap his neck right in front of the audience. Which, you know, what, what, which honestly was a really a, like, it was a crazy zombie moment. Wanda. Yeah. That, that moment was really cool. Um, because I mean, like, yeah, it's just that like brief, like, yeah so i i think you know like i think they're really doing a good like they continue to do a good job of like listening to their fans and i think that that's a really important thing uh in terms of like what they're doing you know what i mean yeah um yeah so you know and that, that being said like you know we've mentioned a couple of random things like you know we're like you know, I, I, I really hope that they find a role for Egerton. I really hope, like, I would be interested to see him I as Wolverine. Him. Like, that would be really cool because also, the, you know, you know, what intrigues me about him with Wolverine. What he's the right height. Well, exactly. Like, I think that's one of the things that like he's even acknowledged where it's like there's this joking nature to it, where it's sort of just like, you know, like yeah, like I'm the I'm the perfect height for it. You know, like, so they gotta cast me. But in reality, he's really good at physical stunts and yeah. Like, from Kingsman. yeah and i and like he's you know he i feel like he could he could fill out the 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 yellow and blue suit you know because <laughs> that's what you i want to see i want to see a wolverine you know, in a yellow and blue yellow brown underrated i mean yeah it is it is it is a great great co- costume but uh that that's actually a perfect segue into something that i i forgot to mention that that we needed to talk about there's Ooh. been some recent like news on the echo show have you caught this? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. very excited. Back. Yeah. And Matt and Murdock's going to be Murdoch. in th- three episodes. So did you hear uh, why Matt Murdock is in the show? No. Why is that? He's hunting down Jessica Jones. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> well, Jessica Jones is rumored to. Well, I'm confident it's going to show up in She-Hulk. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was like, that's the rumor there. Right. Uh, but the other part of that is that uh, Daredevil is supposedly going to be rocking his not red and not red and black, but black and red suit, which is awesome fucking suit. cool, man. Like, I mean, mostly associated, I think, when he was like taken over by the hand or whatever. But yeah. like, I, I would love to see just that suit anyway, you know? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? And so, yeah, that that's really that's really cool. Like the that they're both going to be featured in in that show to some degree. But that's also like, you know, they're building so much. Like, rumor has it that Kate Bishop is going to be showing up in a post-credit scene in a movie soon, and that wow. that and that that most likely will be in the Ant-Man three uh, post-credit scene, which yeah. will set up. I mean, it's got to set up Young Avengers because they're they're introducing <laughs> Cassie Lang as like a character, as like a hero a character girl. in that movie. So yeah, and they recast the girl, and the girl's been showing off her. Uh like workout so she's getting ripped that's cool uh <laughs> so you know like there's there's like all these cool just really interesting things going on which so much so oh. that it's almost made me forget that kit harrington's still playing the the, <laughs> the black knight the black knights and which is that's actually, tied to blade somehow <laughs> like, on ant-man on ant-man news dude yeah 
Ant-Man 3 is uh, doing test audiences right now. Oh, shit. That's cool. And apparently it's been super well received. That's dope. I mean, they're all they're all pretty damn fun, like entertaining movies so far. But yeah, yeah. I heard Modoc's so, going to be a, a, a villain in the movie uh, to some degree. Yeah, Modoc and Kang. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> what a what a weird pairing of villains, though. Like, if you think yeah. about it, like, so it, I'm definitely intrigued by that movie, though, because As that that's got to explore. I mean, it's going to explore the quantum realm to some degree that we also, haven't seen yet. So. Also, Loki season two is shooting, and uh, it looks like there's a scene where he has dinner with a young Queen Elizabeth oh. in front of a uh, movie poster that has uh, um, whatever fucking Camille Nagiani's Eternal on it. Oh, whoa. That's cool. That's a cool nod. That's the thing that they really need to do with the Eternals characters is they need to start plugging them into like, like other been here. Exactly. And that'll that'll and make whatever's in Kinko or something like that. Yeah. Dude, and like he was a he he was a standout a- character to fans, you know what I mean? And people re- genuinely want to see like more inclusion from that cast, I think, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I don't uh, think the issue with Eternals was any of the actors. <laughs> No, I, I think I, I yeah, I th- I think yeah, we've talked about it. That movie had bigger issues than like than the casting for sure. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that's you know, you know, always so much stuff going on in the MCU. Dude, yeah. And so we we gotta keep we gotta keep rolling here. I mean, let's we got some quicker stuff for the end. Ezra Miller is officially out. Yeah, dude. So that's like we were it. talking about that. The only DC news we could think we could think Kingo. of to talk about is uh is ezra miller you know would you say he's hold up he's apparently held up on a farm with a bunch of miners and a bunch of guns so yeah new charles manson good to see yeah yeah exactly dude he sounds like the fucking dude from waco like we're just waiting to burn that shit down man um yeah ezra miller just what a what a fuck and like and like the, the thing is, like you just continue to hear more and more things, like because like obviously now that the like the cat's out of the bag, people that have been victimized by this individual are like coming, coming out, out of the woodwork more and more and being like, no, dude, like this dude like tried to assault me, this dude, you know, stalked me in fucking Germany or whatever, like you know, all sorts of shit. But what's interesting, you know, and this is kind of coming off of that idea of of you know krasinski kind of fan casting his way into the role of reed richards people have been trying to figure out like how to replace ezra miller um i know you have an opinion on, on somebody you have in mind yeah dylan o'brien man yeah and and Every we've, talked about, we've talked about that before uh which you know like i don't you know, know the, I, I mean i i think i remember looking it up last time we did we recorded but um it's the bill man he looks he looks like somebody that they could very easily just be like yeah he never changed you know there's that bit at the end of uh at the end of 22 jump street where there's a where seth rogan replaces uh jonah hill for for one they're like i'm not different i'm not different at all you know (laughs) 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 yeah i mean i could see this cat like playing the bill you know like yeah, he, he's, he's also a, you know he's a beanpole, a lot, white white. He's also guy. a lot like, more charismatic of a uh, actor than Ezra Miller. Yeah, so, I mean, I that, find him more likable in almost everything he's in. That wasn't that. That being said, like like just about anybody's more charismatic than Ezra Miller in a fucking role. Like that that dude's been bland. That dude was typecast this, as as like the nerdy 
quiet like we i think like you know nerdy, the character from, sad boy yeah and that's like all the that that cat's been able to present and it's over i'm done i'm done with it but who who do you think should replace him well i or should you they know, just kill him and make wally west the new flash i mean i i would really like i would personally i would love to see a wally west flash um just because like i, I think for myself just being nostalgic you know like Barry Allen was obviously like, you know, the predecessor, but I think, you know, like growing up reading like the JLA comics that I read, like Wally West was, was the flash, you know? And yeah. so that, I just think that'd be really cool. But I also, I mean, I, I saw that there's this like fan petition or whatever going around uh, the internet that's fan casting um, Elliot page as the new flash. You know, fuck it. Why not? Anything's better than Ezra Miller, man. Well, I mean, same generic style look. It's like you know, like skinny white dude. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> pulled off. And so, like you know, I but I was like, that would be a really, uh, like I think it'd be a really like, in, like not like a gutsy move, but I think it'd be like, like a really, bold. it'd be a bold move. Yeah, because because that would be making like such a good statement i think in terms of like yeah. the company you know and but i, yeah. I think which that, is what dc needs well exactly they need good faith but that's the problem is that i think they would it would be such an obvious move that people yeah. would also backlash against that whether whether they think elliot page is like a good actor or not you know yeah. here's, um, here's my thing and this is what i thought about the other day who greenlit Ezra Miller in the first place for this? Dude, that's what I keep fucking wondering, man. Like, <laughs> like legitimately, like I never liked him as the Flash. Like, I, I like I was just like, who the fuck I is this kid? Saw him like, and they were like, this guy. Yeah, like I mean, I I don't know where this idea uh, that Barry Allen is is this like, like I don't know, almost like Peter Parker knockoff. You know, uh, it comes from Flashpoint, but yeah but the thing is but, but the thing is, the thing is like so successful and they're like he is sad and like no well, well no no like, no i mean i guess i mean more in line of like the like the like you know this like almost teenage like you know borderline teenage to tw- young 20 year old adult trying to figure out where you know where he's at in life he's got a cool hidden lair where he fucking hangs out and listens to like punk music and plays video games it's like no dude the barry allen is a fucking like crime scene investigator who is like ridiculously good at his job and one of the best detectives in the fucking world and like and and instead we're like entertaining this idea that he's just like you know like i said this like almost peter parker knockoff where it's like every other thing involves like a love interest or like uh, oh god i need to find a parental figure to love me (laughs) like and and it's not what i want from a fucking flash like honestly that's my tony stark like like legitimately like that's what they tried to build up in that justice league movie man like it was so fucking pathetic it was like we see where you're going with this and we don't like it (laughs) it was bad from the go i don't know i'm I'm just still just intrigued as hell as to what they're doing with that movie (laughs) yeah we'll we'll see yeah black adam dude quick quick couple things on avatar 2 um we have two different things here i heard james cameron uh, in the interview where he said people are, people are already hating on the movie. They'll watch it and they'll shut the fuck up. You know, my thoughts aside on whether or not they should have made an Avatar sequel, I respect that answer. I respect that he's sticking to his guns. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing I like to think about it is, again, my, you know, kind of like with you there, my opinions on whether or not an Avatar 2 needs to do exist aside, like James Cameron has been a phenomenal fucking filmmaker. Yeah. And like, it's, it's like, you know, I feel like we, we wouldn't have directors like Christopher Nolan if we didn't have directors like James Cameron. You know I what know I mean? My uh, my my dishwasher's beeping. Give me... Oh, you're good. Here one more time. Oh, continue. It's all good. Uh, but like I, I, you know, like he's just he's he's such a visionary director that it's like I don't know. Like somebody complaining about something like you know, well, what's James Cameron think he's doing? Like I've like you know I've I I don't think I'm not a fan of the Avatar movies as expressed on this podcast. I'm, I'm yeah. not like into them. I guess I just I'm, I'm, I'm at I'm at best blissfully indifferent personally. But like it's something to be said that like James Cameron is making this movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like because of the fucking prolific nature of his career and yeah. and you know I mean this is talking we're talking about like we're talking about an individual who. And of course, he doesn't have to give a fuck. He's like Mar- he's like a Martin Scorsese level director, where it's like you don't like your yeah, yeah. peon opinions don't fucking touch him. He's gonna get the money <laughs> to do the movie he wants. Like, yeah. like be, obviously, you know. there's a reason he wanted to make this, so it's gonna be made. Somebody's yeah. gonna fund it. But so I, I really like I appreciate that he's just sort of like fuck off, like you know. But <laughs> but similarly, he made a comment where. Uh, you know, he was like, I, I, I know that there's going to be backlash from certain people about the length of this movie, but he, yeah, his comment, like and, three hours, I and he said it, uh, you know, this is like, you know, a paraphrase, but it was like, you know, something to the effect of like, he's like, he's like, he said, like, I've watched my kids binge watch five hours of television in a row. Like, yeah. I don't fucking care <laughs> about like somebody complaining about a three hour movie. It's OK to get up and piss during a movie, you know, like, you, you hey, know, here's my here's my mind. Have the studios put a bit of downtime in the middle. Actually give us an intermission if we're going to do long movies. Bring intermissions back. I, I Dude, never minded it. There was only a, there's only a couple movies that I've ever seen in a movie theater that have had an intermission. Hateful Eight was the, literally the only one I've ever seen that had an intermission. Had an intermission. Oh, uh, perfect. Hate, yeah. Uh, three hour, fifteen minute long movie, fifteen minute minutes. Of that was an intermission that was built into the film. See, like it, that's it wasn't totally it wasn't like Tarantino was like get the theaters to do an intermission. Literally fifteen minutes of dead time. Like the film will be back in just a minute. Yeah, I mean, they did that with the Grindhouse move, double feature that they put together years before yeah. that too. Dude, Tarantino, man. Yeah, uh, I think I think that's a smart idea. I'd bring back the intermission. I'm, if you're gonna I'm push a that. movie, I think if you're gonna push a movie over two forty five, give us an intermission. Yeah. Give us ten five ten minutes. Just I so how, I can take a piss. I wonder how James Cameron feels about that though, because because like like I said, like clearly he doesn't give a shit if people like he he if people miss bit parts of his movie, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so it's sort of like interesting in that way where it's like I wonder how direct like it, you know directors or like people producing these movies feel about intermissions in general. Is it? I think is if they it, have an. I think if they have an issue, they need to get off their high horse. Well, like, do you think? I mean, do you think it'd catch people? off guard in a bad way like if they didn't know that no, there was an intermission so. and they were just like all of a sudden the movie like kind of stops and then the lights go but back it, to but dim if it's, like a na- if, a, if it's a natural stopping point you know yeah, yeah. like he, he referenced like his kids would watch five hours of television mm-hmm. 
every hour or so, you take a break. You know, yeah. grab, go grab a snack, go grab a, go to the restroom, go grab a glass of water. You know, if you get to the end of the first act of the film or like halfway through the second where there's no action necessarily happening, mm-hmm. the characters are maybe, maybe sell it in for just a moment. Be, be like, get some like music playing. Like, we'll be back folks. You yeah. know, like <laughs> that's Bring it. back that concession stand music, you know? <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, dude. dude. <laughs> No, nah, I yeah, I I mean I I I can appreciate James Cameron as like a filmmaker, and I think his attitude yeah. towards like his projects is is a well earned uh, attitude, you know, where it's like yeah, I'm like you're I don't know, people are gonna eat up what I fuck what he makes, so just like fuck off with it and just like deal with like <laughs> what he what he presents you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a chef presenting a fucking meal, you know? It's Ooh. like it's like you're not gonna tell that chef like like to fuck off with that dish like you're gonna be like grateful for whatever they put in front of you like is this a segue oh god i didn't even think about that dude i'm doing this on like complete fucking (laughs) this guy no that's kind of that's kind of a good point like uh just a couple other like random quick takes you know on on some things um dude that was so smooth i thought you were bringing us into like what we've been watching segment yeah no like that's i i just i didn't even like think about that like so you know uh I just, you know, a couple of random bits as we kind of get to, towards the end of this, like, you know, things that we've been watching, I, I've been catching without the internet, I've been kind of out of it a bit, but I've been yeah. uh, checking out this really, really cool FX show called the bear. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars some one, one of the cast members from shameless and a whole bunch of other really fucking cool people that I don't know, but I just think they're really good in their roles. Yeah. Uh and, you know, it centers around like this Chicago, I don't know, restaurant where it's, you know, it's not a great restaurant, but it's a really cool uh, story that they're starting to tell. And that they do a really great yeah. job of showing some kitchen action. And like, I don't know, I just been roped right into it because like, I think about working in kitchens all the time. And I, I miss working in kitchens in a lot of ways. It's just such fucking hard work that you yeah. have to like there's a, really there's a sacrifice romance to that. it, but there's also a grit to it. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you can, you know, anyway, so it's a really, it's a really cool show. I haven't finished the whole season yet, but it is all up on, on Hulu right now. Um, it's like an eight episode season or something. So I definitely yeah. recommend should people check it out just because it, it's, I don't know. You just, yeah. You get some really cool like character performances, I think. So, yeah. And then uh, I, when I, I've been watching, uh, uh, only murders in the building season two just dropped. ah i haven't started it yet that's another one i oh, want to watch with god Nadine. Damn, season one was so, so good, good. <laughs> season two is off to a good start off to a really good start man Fuck it, yes. it didn't miss a beat man that perfect, and then man. i'm looking forward to it what we do in the shadows comes mm. back this week nice yeah I'm i gotta so catch pumped. i gotta start ca- catching up on that um i just uh i just started uh watching wellington paranormal season three you the- when i was going through my taika watiti kick earlier this summer with mm-hmm. with uh or earlier in the spring with the uh our flag means death and i was watching what we do in the shadows for the first time mm-hmm. i watched the movie what we do in the shadows and you were like check out wellington paranormal dude i got like three episodes in i can't watch that shit oh man i love it, that shit dude it's too awkward <laughs> No, that's what's so brilliant about it. It's I like I can't do it. It's like I com- I completely understand. I think it's yeah. funny sometimes, but I think I I, I can't. I'm gonna try and watch it. 
Like, okay. I'll try, I'll try again, but I can't watch like more than like an episode a week. It feels like I it's feel just like so awkward. And I, I say this with absolutely no authority, but I feel like <laughs> like some of the other properties, like what we do in the shadows, it touches on some of that like uh New Zealand humor that that you get. But but yeah. Wellington Paranormal is full on like New Zealand humor <laughs> and, and or so it seems. And so you know, like I, I just, I think it's just fucking great. Like, but y- yeah, it's, it's, it, I don't know. Like, it's so campy at times, and it's so mm-hmm. cheesy at times, and like the characters are so dumb at times that you're just like, <laughs> like, how do these people exist? You know. <laughs> so it's just i don't know it's but but like all of those kind of properties that, that you just mentioned and, and like wellington like they're just they're just fun dumb like oh you know at times dumb shows you know like thor love and thunder it's not a bad movie yeah dude uh speaking of real quick what taika watiti apparently like and this is happening way too much if you ask me these days like the the, the thor love and thunder just came out and there's like some assholes online. Hashtag give us the Taika Watiti cut, you know, like oh, he responded to it. Yeah, I saw that. What was his response, though? <laughs> his response was this shit's out of control. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like there needs to be limitations. Yeah. Like, you know what one of my critiques would have been of Love and Thunder? What? Is that it feels like it was too Taika Watiti. It feels like they didn't limit him enough. Oh, interesting. Okay. I feel like it dives a bit too much into his style of humor and it makes it less accessible to a wider audience. Interesting. So seeing people be like, that's what will fix the movie. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I don't think more of that will fix it. <laughs> I don't think so, guys. That's I think funny. If, I think if what you think was cut was like the traditional Marvel shit, you're going to be blown away when you watch like Humber the Wilder People and the original What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. No, for sure. Those, those definitely, those both have definitely different, different styles of humor and like cadence to, to the entire fucking movie. And, and hey, Hump for the World of People. I watched so that. It's, for the a, first time it's like a, a really good back. movie. It's honestly, dude, it's in my top 10 favorite movies. Yeah. I, I mean, absolutely adore that movie. It's, yeah. It, it's, it's a, it's definitely like it, it'll be, I think it didn't get enough recognition. Uh, it didn't, you know, but I think, it will be one After, of those that builds a cult following in the end, you know? Well, what's funny is that um, when our flag means death blew up, people mm-hmm. realized like, oh, Taika Waititi's is another shit, but then like uh, <laughs> the Thor movies and this. Yeah. And people were like, oh my God, like Jojo Rabbit had like a moment in the spotlight again. Mm-hmm. And then people found Hunt for the World of People and it made me so happy. Because yeah. people were like, this is great. I never knew this existed. It's like, yeah, it's a tiny indie movie from New Zealand. Yeah, man. Like yeah. the biggest thing it has is that Sam Neill's in it, and even that hasn't been a selling point. It's like Jurassic Park. Yeah, so, dude. I mean it was like cool PD to see blinders. Sam Neill in that, but uh, yeah, that that you know, speaking of Jurassic Park, real quick, I've heard that new movie is fucking garbage, but it made a bunch too. of fucking money, which is unfortunate because that well, just like will motivate. More, so yeah, I was gonna say that'll just motivate them to fucking churn out more. God damn it! <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyone. Uh, you got any other like random things? I got like uh, one more no. random show I've been checking out. I wanted to no mention work, uh, no That's uh, all I got. Tokyo Vice. Tokyo Vice is on HBO. It's this really fucking cool kind of dark show um, that takes place obviously in Tokyo. And if you're following uh, like an American journalist who becomes like the first American journalist at the like Tokyo newspaper. Um, and it's like really interesting because there's just like so much 
it commentary on like the connection between the city itself, like the police, how they handle like these deep rooted Yakuza gangster, like, you know, yeah. families and everything. And it's, uh, and this is something I didn't fully realize until I like started really diving into the show. It is like actually based around like the memoirs of that American journalist. So it kind of That's gives you, cool. yeah. So it gives you this little, like, you know, creed, you know, it kind of feels, you know, based on the true real. story esque, you know, okay. And so yeah. it's, it's a really, it's an interesting world that they're, bet, that they've you know built in this show and it takes place in the nineties. So you don't see people too often on cell phones or anything. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of so it kind of like you know dates itself a bit, which is cool. I do want to give a brief update on Matinee Edition. Yeah. So Matinee Edition is evolving a bit. We did a couple of amateurs notes with me and Kate, but um, considering we have a lot more people coming on, considering Jared's in a new spot at work, it's gonna be you're gonna be we're gonna be busting your ass. Congratulations. Send good vibes to this man. Yeah. Appreciate um, it. We'll need it. So <laughs> we're sort of we're gonna transition to doing uh episode with me and Jared once once a week. And then if the schedule holds true, uh we're gonna do an episode with me and Kate and just call it Matinee Edition because we were sort of covering the same basis anyway. Yeah. The uh so yeah, amateur's notes going away. We're just gonna be Matinee Edition, I well, think hosted by Lucas. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. We'll It'll be it, you'll be most more of the El Capitan of the of the matinee edition yeah. ship, I'd say. But it, you know, well, it'll, well, be, it'll well, be Jared sails the uh, sails the coffee and contemplation ship. I'll be over here on for yeah. the, or, uh, on a matinee edition. Hey man, our flag means death. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, and it'll be really cool because one, it's been really great. Like Kate has some really fantastic ideas and like thoughts on yeah. some of these projects that you guys have talked about on well, Amateur's right. Note. But it but it'll yeah. be you know like we, we've we've decided on i think you guys can go into depth a little bit more on some of these projects yeah. particularly because you know you guys are also like checking out things that i'm not sometimes and so it's yeah. you know it's cool to be able to sync up on that so me and jared will probably be focusing a lot on the news we'll be talking a bit more on like the quicker stuff you know mm -hmm. the meat what's coming kate and i i think this first episode just so people can get a taste we're gonna do probably miss marvel miss marvel's gonna wrap up by the time we record Nice. Uh, we're going to do Stranger Things, deep dive into spoiler territory, and then um, do Thor Love and Thunder. So Perfect. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then that'll, be, that'll be the first episode. Less news-centric. We're going to be more doing reviews on that one. So Hell yeah. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. And there's also, you know, uh, a couple other random, like, oh, we'll just, you know, finish the old heart business, I suppose. Um, you, the corn dogs, you got to be ready for it. Okay. Uh, Mold Brain Radio, a proud subsidiary of Old Heart Radio, is coming at you soon. Uh, it's starring What's three boys called? from the. Challenging the play is the is the initial show coming out of that <laughs> that group, and that is a direct uh, a jab right at the under under further review council. Um, it's a show that's going to be featuring more, uh, album reviews. So so the the three hosts will sit down and like thoroughly discuss like their thoughts on a particular album. The first episode I, I believe is about a white chapel album uh, that, that recently came out. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's definitely like, I would say it's ramped up to 11. It's pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> and I, I goddamn love it. And you know, I, I'm, you, you uh, know, so that's going to be, that's going to be alternating weekly with under further reviews as well. Yeah, exactly. Like the idea will be to kind of balance out some of that with, you know, with, with the interests of everything going on in old heart. 
you know um and that you know on top of that like we got the you know the whack arnold's brothers are back on track we got an episode coming up uh we're going to be recording it tomorrow on this 1980 movie called alligator it's literally yeah. about a an alligator that gets flushed down the sewer and then terrorizes people <laughs> and then uh and we're gonna and we and we've been slowly deep diving into the 90s uh horror movies on that podcast so that's cool i'm gonna keep doing the video updates uh for coffee and contemplation so keep checking That's the social a, media about that. Yeah. Which, where can they find us at? Oh, you can find us at Old Heart Radio on Instagram, there YouTube. You can look us up on Spotify or iTunes. Recommend uh, us to a friend. Yeah. Good. You know, Damn. somebody that likes superheroes, you should fucking recommend listening to one, at least one of our podcasts. Because I guarantee you, superheroes <laughs> are mentioned on almost every fucking episode of, a, of one of our pods, dude. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's so great but you know i'm just grateful to get this get this back rolling we got the internet going shout outs to our man our mullet man jay once more man jay uh, holding it down. and uh you know i'm just like hopefully the rest of the summer we can just keep churning them out because you know it's just uh it's fun with friends on old heart radio that's really what it is so. fun every day fun every day fun in the sun you know because it's summer. <laughs> Hey, hot dogs out for the summer <laughs> i've got to say it. i'm gonna say it right now if you're a hot dog just following us on social media dip yourself into that cornmeal batter and turn yourself into a fine old heart radio corn dog Ugh. listen to the podcast I can't, I can't fight it anymore man <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you if like once once things settle down and we can get we can get our eyes on some merch i guarantee you some corn dogs are coming out so. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Nothing, nothing like mailing people perishable items. Great way to get sued. <laughs> Send people. It was, hey, it was frozen when we sent it, okay? Hot <laughs> <laughs> uh, dogs. It's a privilege as always. Absolutely. Keep listening. We'll keep making them. We'll be around. Yeah. We'll be whispering in your ear. Don't worry. Every once in a while.